Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal.
Assalamu alaikum family, peace, healing, and light, and welcome back to another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And of course, if you are new to the show, welcome beautiful souls. On today's broadcast, we have a special guest joining us today, student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, content creator and social media tech influencer, my brother King Kim, as we'll be discussing today's topic, what is the role of the black man to break generational curses? Brother King Cam, welcome and thank you so very much for joining me today. How are you? I am well. Thank you, uh, Sister Angelica, for the invite to come on um, to such a beautiful and well-esteemed and established platform such as this. I'm certainly honored to have the opportunity to come before your audience and speak and share a few words of the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and exemplified by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I'm excited and I can't wait to get started. <laughs> yes, sir. All praise is due to Elijah. Such a pleasure to have you here on the show today. Um, now, before we get started on today's show, I do know there is a lot of people that do know of you. However, for the viewers who don't know Brother King Cam, do you mind letting our audience know more about you? Um, well, I am simply your brother. Uh, you know, <laughs> we I spend a lot of time um, pushing the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on social media. So. You know, that's the bulk of the work. I also work in the tech industry. So I also help a lot of people who may be struggling financially uh, to get into a new industry that's helping uh, to change uh, the realities of a lot of people's financial situation by being able to work from home, but having some high paying salaries through the tech industry. But I'm also in the student ministry class here in the mighty, mighty Muhammad Maz 15 under the leadership of Student Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, uh, I am your brother, um, just working in the cause of Allah to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, yes, sir, yes, sir, and a great work it is. All praises is due to Allah. Now, let's get started on today's topic. What is the role of the black man to break generational curses? A healing journey of accepting responsibility for self and our nation. And please, for my audience today. I always ask this, do not let me be the only one asking questions. This is your opportunity. <laughs> please, if you have any question for my beloved brother, King Cam, please do not hesitate to put any questions you have in the comment box below. Inshallah, we'll try to get to those questions. So I have been wanting to touch on this topic, brother King Cam. For a while. <laughs> now, because I have a child of my own and me being a single mom, I started to understand the importance and value of proper courtship, marriage, and a stronger family foundation. And also how knowing your role as a black woman and a black man is vital. So that brings me to my first question for you, Brother King Cam. Now, how does the black man play a role in the development of a strong nation 
helping to break generational curses? That is such a powerful question. Uh, such a loaded question with so much to unpack. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do my best um, to uh, try to break it down, you know, as simple as possible. You know, what is the role of the black man in breaking the generational curses? And then simply uh, to be an example. You know, we read in the, uh, in the Holy Quran uh, that the men are maintainers and protectors of women, of women, you know, but the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in a lecture that he gave to the youth um, laid out 12 leadership traits that a well-made man should have. And student minister Nuri Muhammad highlights them in his book. And I want to read something uh, from that book that I think will help to help us understand uh, the question is, if that's okay with you. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, ma'am. So uh, in that book, in a message uh, delivered to the youth leadership in Philadelphia, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught 12 unique leadership traits. If we commit to working diligently to incorporate these traits into our personal integrity and operational standards, we will be successful. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is our example, the best example on everything we do as men. He is impeccable in his manners and in his actions. He acts with integrity and he never surrenders his faith and commitment to the divine teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, no matter the challenge or opposition internally or externally. Mm. So I think when we talk about what is the role of men uh, in breaking those generational curses, then being the example set before us through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is how we break those generational curses. Mm. Because we see that he is impeccable uh, in his manners and in his actions. He acts with integrity and never surrenders his faith and commitment in the divine teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So that's extremely, extremely important. We have to be, we have to have integrity, brother. So that means that we have to act in accord with our nature, which is righteousness. Mm. So that means we can't be, you know, running around here saying things, not following through. We know that our word is bond and bond is life. Mm. And I should give my life before my word shall fail. We say that a lot, but are we really holding to that? That's integrity. You know, yes. we know things come up. We know you may say something and life be lifing. So when life be lifing and you're not able to follow through on what it is that you had already set up, then it's communication is key. Mm. You know, getting on the phone, shooting a text message to whoever or whomever, communication is key so that you can rearrange, reschedule, work out whatever it is that you had set up. But that's all operating within integrity. You know, we have to be able to maintain and provide for that which we have set up so that is our families, you know, regardless of the circumstances, brothers, we got to make sure that we stepping up to the plate, you know, whether you are in a successful relationship or you have children that you have to take care of, you have to step up to the plate. That's just the reality of the situation. And that's the example of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You can't go around here talking about you follow the minister, you are FOY and 
And the reason why I said follow the minister or an FOI is hmm. because if you're following the teachings and the example of the minister, whether you're registered or not registered, the example is still applicable to you. Yes. If you're not registered, doesn't mean that you get to run around and claim the minister when you want to claim him, but you're not living the life that the minister has set forth. And then, of course, for those brothers who are registered and are in the military and are an FOI, then you understand that we are supposed to be militant. We're supposed to be honest. We're supposed to be disciplined. These are supposed to be characteristics of us. And if we're going to break generational curses, then we have to be finding ourselves in accordance and obedience with those. So the example is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and striving to uh fulfill all of those different areas um, that's necessary for us to be successful Woo! all praises is due to a lot beautiful answer oh my gosh i love that and as you was talking i was thinking about just the fact of you know you know life like you said be lifing <laughs> and um, sometimes, you know, things happen and we can kind of get a little steered away off our, out our path. And I'm I'm just speaking on a sense of just personal experiences. But, you know, we all go through that. So yes, I want to um, I want to ask you, because, man, since I've joined the Nation of Islam, the most beautiful thing that I love about it is the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Because even when I'm falling short, I have my sisters behind me that got my, that has my back and will pull me up when I'm feeling down. So do you mind just talking about the importance of brotherhood when it comes to holding your brother accountable when your brother may be going through some things so he can make sure that he's on his dean? Absolutely. I mean, you know, that is that is the duty you know, of us as brothers and sisters, whether you in a nation or not in the nation of Islam, you wanna you wanna make sure that you are holding, you know, those who are in your circle that you call your friends or your homeboys or your homegirls, you wanna be holding them accountable to a particular standard. You know, we all understand right from wrong. We understand what's to be expected, what's not to be expected. So, you know, if you operating on the principles of trying to be good trying to do the right thing then you want to enjoin others to truth mm. that's what the holy quran says you want to enjoin others to truth and to righteousness what does that mean that means you want to invite those to righteousness and to do good things and the things that you know that are right and proper to do so if you got a homegirl that you know that's wilding or you got a homeboy that you know that's wilding then you need to pull their coattail as a real friend because that's what a real friend is gonna do they're not gonna go along to get along they're not gonna you know ride with you in your madness they're not gonna pat you on the back or dap you up when you out here acting other than yourself they're gonna tell you hey this is not the right thing to do i'm not gonna roll with you on that mm. and that's holding each other accountable and of course being in the nation of islam as an foi and mgt and understanding what our how we supposed to carry ourselves at home and abroad, how we supposed to act in public, how we supposed to act on social media. We've been given guide books. We've been given a restrictive law of Islam, which is our success that helps us to keep our behavior in accordance with the law. Mm -hmm. So when you see somebody that's acting outside of the accordance of the law in which we was given, then it's your duty as a brother and sister to pull alongside them and be just a reminder. 
Mm-hmm. Don't be self-righteous. That's key. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people start reminding folks, but they come off self-righteous. Yes. And they're reminding as if they didn't never make a mistake or they never acted other than themselves or they never said this or they never said that. No, 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 no. That's being self-righteous. Mm-hmm. We just want to be a reminder because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said reminders are good for the believers. So you simply enjoin your brother or sister the truth by being a reminder of what we should be doing. So if we can just be reminders and if we can operate from the foundation of love, not trying to expose nobody, not trying to embarrass nobody, not trying to put nobody out on front street because we love to catch somebody slipping and Mm. then screenshot them or take the video and pull it off so we can go and we can drop it in a group chat somewhere or we can (laughs) report it up to national somewhere Mm -hmm. or or we can put it up on our on a channel and call ourselves exposing and dropping this person no no that's not what we supposed to be doing if you coming from a place of love if you coming from a place of trying to expose somebody then you got something else going on in your heart Mm. that needs to be worked out but if you're coming from a place of love, you're not going to want to expose. You're not going to want to put your brother or sister on front street in the military. You cover down on your brother. Yes. You cover down on your sister. So if they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing or acting other than themselves, then the proper the proper way to handle it and to go about it is you cover down and you be a reminder. And I think that's the best way for us to hold ourselves accountable, hold the brotherhood accountable, hold the sisterhood accountable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All praises is due to a lie. Beautiful response again. Thank you for that. So yes, what do you, what do you believe? Um, because there's so many different vices that can hold a man down. Um, I want to say, from being the man that they are supposed to be. But what do you believe is the cause of the falling away of man's duty to himself and his family? Mm. Well, I want to read one of those 12 traits from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, that he laid out in the leadership traits because I think this is important. And I think it'll help with answering the question. And, and this is uh, when it comes to service, service to others. Mm. But the minister says, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said that a leader must be a chief servant. Jesus said, I came not into the world to be served, but I came to serve others. Do you know that every time the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan comes to answer the phone, when he gets on the phone, listen to his words. Assalamu alaikum. How may I serve you? Every single time he gets on the phone. How may I serve you? Dame Dash posted a picture on Instagram at one point where he was at the farm in Michigan with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was taking him on a tour showing Mr. Dash the greenhouse. In one of the photos taken, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is in a golf cart. Damon Dash is sitting in the passenger seat and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is driving the car. Mm. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is not only the Honorable, but he's also the humble. He didn't have somebody drive them around. He was driving his guests. Mm. Chief servant. 
whenever we seek leadership, brothers, we should never seek leadership with the goal of looking for a post to get some privileges. But we should want a post so that we can have a platform that we can perform better than we were, than we are performing at currently at a higher level, wherever we are located. So I think when one of the things that hinders the brothers is the fact that we want to be served before being a servant. <laughs> when you see a lot of this stuff going on social media and everything like that, the brothers is, is, is dropping in like, what you bring to the table. You see what I'm saying? What you got to offer me. Mm. These are This is the language that is currently out here in society. That's not the language and that's not the modus operandi that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan operates from. He operates from the mindset of a servant. So Minister Nuri just said that every time the minister answers the phone, he says, assalamu alaikum, how may I serve you? Servant. Example, he had Dame Dash out at the farm and the minister could have had somebody driving them around while the minister gave Dame Dash a tour. But the minister, the minister drove the golf cart, drove Dame Dash around. Now I know many of us in any, any, any type of position of leadership, you want to be driven around, mm -hmm. even if when it going to prom. Going to prom, you got to have a chauffeur. You want to be chauffeured around. You know how it is. We get it to a post. We get a little <laughs> buzz on social media. People invite you to speak somewhere. You can't drive nowhere now. So you got to be driven around. You got to have somebody scoop you from the airport. You know, all, all that got to be going on. Mm -hmm. But that's not, that's not how the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is operating. It's chief servant first. And if you want to be a well-made man, as Minister Nuri talks about in his book, then you have to be a chief servant. So I think that's, I think that's one of the areas that the brothers um, are struggling in when it comes to stepping up to the plate and being able to uh, lead. Another one of the tricks is you must love to lead. That's a good one. Mm, you can't want to be served and you don't love to lead the people. So the minister said, well, Brother Nuri's going into it here with the minister. He said the number one trait, this is the number one, trait that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that we must have is we are going to be, if we are going to be a good leader, is the understanding that leadership is much more about influence than it's about instruction. Mm. Because a person has a post or a position that gives them the authority to instruct only, but another person may have no post or position, but because of their love, their love, that love, their spirit, and their intelligence, they have influence. That one with influence can be a better leader than the one that instructs because the one that has influence is not making or forcing anyone by way of the position to do anything. The one with influence is operating in such a way that they pipe the interest or pique the interest in other people where other people want to do personally. They personally desire what that other person is doing and to be like that person is. So they are asking, how did you become you? So that's the difference between how a lot of the brothers operate now. In our households, you wanna be instructing somebody to do something. You wanna be forcing somebody to do something. You wanna come in like a national championship 
football coach and you think you're talking to the players in your household and that's how you talking to the people that live in your household you think you you know you think you're an nba coach or a football coach or any something like that a military drill sergeant in the marine and this is how you talking to the people this is how you handle your men as a lieutenant and then you wonder why you don't get no response Mm. But it's the nurse says the one that may not have the post, but has the love and has the spirit and has the intelligence. Mm, they have influence. Yes. And they'll be able to lead better than the person that's instructing. So it's important that the brothers have to get trained. The brothers have to have to get training and we all have to be re-educated as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has taught us. But it's extremely important uh, because we're talking on the subject of black men that we get re-educated and get acquainted with the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Because it is through those teachings that you have the example of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if we are following his example and you want to be like that man, then you have to get in the class. You have to follow the teaching. You have to get under what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is under, and that will produce the results that you see from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, because I don't think nobody can deny that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is that man. He's he's him. You know, you got rappers, you got athletes, you got entertainers, you got presidents, you got all that. Though none of them hold a anything to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Nothing. Nothing. And brothers, that's how we should be striving to be. And then you'll receive all of the love, all of the adulation, all of the, you know, um, benefits of, you know, following the example of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Woo! That was fire right there. Lord, <laughs> our praises is due to a lot. Thank you so much for that, Brother Cam. You really broke it down. Broke that down to a T. <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir and if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as i am please show your support by donating today to cash app dollar signs healing with angelica to help sustain future episodes just like this also if you all are enjoying all of the broadcasts on closing the gap broadcast network Please show your support by donating today. Information to donate will be on the screen below. I love you all. Now let's get back to today's show. What is the role of the black man to break generational curses with our brother King Cam? So I see we have a question here from a brother, Sean Scott. Assalamu alaikum, brother. So he asked, how important do you think the role of addressing your mental health is in breaking generational curses? And do you have any information on Dianetics? Um, so I'm going to answer the last part first. Um, if the brother's interested in Dianetics, then I would suggest that he uh, go to his local mosque or study group and talk with the brothers and sisters there because they should be able to point him in the right direction as far as Dianetics is concerned. Um, the second, the, the first part of the question, how important is addressing your mental health? That's extremely important. If you look at a lot of the vets, military vets that come home uh, from war, the one of the major ailments that they suffer from is mental illness. 
especially if they was in, you know, one of those, you know, big wars where there was a lot of killing going on. You know, it wasn't like a cold war or anything like that. Like it was a hot war. People were dying and they saw a lot of death. A lot of people they went through boot camp, went, they went through training camp, went, you know, was killed. So they saw a lot of different things um, and they were mentally traumatized by that. We are, we know the impact and the effects of the transatlantic slave trade that has matriculated through generational um, <clears throat> aspects of our people because of the mental trauma. And we know that mental trauma, mental trauma has the ability to seep into the uh, genetics of a person. And this is how it becomes generational because we wasn't there to see it, but because it is innately put into our genetics, then we have we still suffer from those mental illness and that mental trauma, you know, so post-traumatic slave disorder, PTSD. Yeah. So with those examples, we have to make sure that we addressing those because what you will find really, 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 when you really are in the people business and you start talking to people and engaging people and really through these teachings, especially through the self-improvement study guides and through lectures of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and you do self-reflection, then it goes back to a trauma that took place somewhere in our life. It might not have been a childhood trauma or it could have been a childhood trauma, but somewhere in our life, something took place that mentally scarred us. And mm -hmm. it now sits there and whenever certain circumstances or situations or things are said, it triggers us in, to behave or to react in a particular manner. And it's because we haven't dealt with that trauma. Mm. And this is why our relationships in our community are so toxic. Because both male and female have unaddressed traumas that they have not checked and they bring it to a relationship. So when the female is acting like the mother that was absent in the life of the brother, he responds in a particular type of way. When mm. the brother is acting like the man that abused his sister when she was younger, then she responds in a particular type of way. And then we start to lash out against one another. And then that leads to other things. Ultimately, you know, violence ensues. And this is why majority of the homicides are domestic in our community because of the toxic relationship. If you do your, if you go to your town hall meetings, then your town hall meetings and the representatives in your county and your city and the police chief will come on and he'll give you the numbers. They'll tell you that majority of the homicides are domestic, meaning you live together with the person that just died. Mm. So most of us are having these problems and it, and it stems from unchecked and unaddressed traumas. So because therapy has been taboo in our community, then we don't get it addressed. You got a lot of brothers who've been to prison who've seen a lot of stuff. A lot of brothers seen other people been get raped in prison. Brothers been raped in prison. They done seen people get killed in prison. They done had to kill people in prison. Brothers done been in the streets. They done killed people. Sisters done been in the streets and killed people and did all type of stuff. They been through all type of traumatic stuff. Been homeless, been pimped, been beat, been raped, been abused. All of that stuff is sitting up inside of us. 
And mm. if we don't clear it, that's one of the words they use in Dianetics. If you don't clear it, then what happens is anytime those circumstances, you get put in a particular type of environment, it's gonna constantly trigger a certain type of response. And this is why our relationships are toxic. So addressing our mental illness is extremely important. So whether that's getting therapy, whether that's doing Dianetics, whether that's doing both, because I think that both are, are, are helpful. Um, I am in the process of doing some auditing myself. You know, anybody that's black in America needs to get an auditing session. <laughs> yes, sir. Anybody that's black in America needs to get an auditing session in and you should definitely have a therapist to mm. talk about what's going on in your life. Because if you have studied the sojourner, the black man and black woman in America, then you know it's hell on wheels from day one. So we should most definitely be addressing our mental health issues in any way that you see fit. Therapy, I believe, is a surface level way to address the issues. And then the auditing is what gets deep, deep, deep to actually address the source and then clear that source. And I believe that's something that we should do on a regular basis. And we'll be able to operate and function better after we go through these sessions and get past these traumas that have stopped us from being productive in our lives. Because you have people that are 50, 60, 70 years old who have not lived the life that they wanted to live and it stems from a trauma that has held them back, has mm. paralyzed them from being able to move forward. They wasn't able to invest in business because of a particular trauma because they were afraid to trust people. They wasn't able to step out on a limb and to ask for a promotion at their job because they suffer from trust issues. All of these different things take place and they stop you from being productive. So this is why addressing the mental health is so important. So I, I pray that I answered the question. I'll praise you for love. That was a mouthful, like beautiful, because that is one of the things that I believe is like, we have to address mental health. Even like from what you said, just from just the effects of um, post-traumatic um, slave. Is it it's called? Post-traumatic post slave disorder? Post-traumatic stress disorder, post-traumatic slave, slave disorder. Yes, all of those. It, it goes all the way back. And just because we wasn't born in that time, it's that line of generation that passes on those traumas and like they say in um dianetics them them engrams them engrams you know, some, right. mm -hmm. so sometimes you know it it can start in the womb so um i think even even though this is the topic for the man it's 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 like like you said all black people need to get that <laughs> all black if it people is therapy or dianetics i think like you said both is actually very valuable so Thank you so much for addressing that, Brother Cam. All praises is due to a lie. I yes, see here, we also have another question here from our beautiful sister, Tamora. Okay, okay, okay. Shout so. out to Sister Tamara. Shout out to the collective. Uh, man, shout out to all of them who may be uh, joining and watching uh, the live feed. Shout out to the Power Call as well. Uh, man, just shout out to all of the family that may be uh, tuned in. Yes, yes, yes. You all are doing an amazing job. The Power Call with Brother Ben, the collective yes, group. Bro. I love yeah. it. You guys are really doing the work and I love it. Our praises is due to a lie. So I see uh, Sister Tamara. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Zaki. Did I say right? Zaki? Yes. <laughs> How are you breaking the generational curses in your life? 
Wow, that's a that's a powerful question. <laughs> um, to to and to answer that question, I believe that the way I'm breaking the generator generational curses uh, in my life is, you know, I think doing what I'm doing now. You know, um, being a registered member in the Nation of Islam has allowed me to accomplish a lot of things that I, you know, I don't believe I would have accomplished in another uh, field of endeavors, if you will. So, you know, I have had the opportunity to, you know, um, speak before uh, the people. I've had an opportunity to meet different individuals. I've had an opportunity to be in different environments. And I have been blessed um, through the uh, leadership of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan um, to be an example, I believe, to my household as well as to um, my city uh, where I originally was born and raised to, you know, be able to elevate myself and be able to gain a level of success, if you will, without having to sell your soul or sell out your people. So I think that's um, extremely valuable. And, you know, as we continue on this road of self-improvement, which is the basis for community development, I think, you know, we'll be able to continue to elevate, you know, financial literacy, understanding more and more about, you know, the opportunities that exist, exploring different industries and being able to, uh, you know, increase the bag, which is always a beautiful thing because we understand that. Financial freedom is definitely a part of the program. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, do for self. Uh, so in order to be able to do that, you got to have some finances. So being able mm -hmm. to, you know, take that, take that, uh, those opportunities and then share those opportunities with others is extremely important. So I believe that's how I'm able to break the generational curses. And inshallah, you know, we'll continue to, uh, to do so. Ooh, I love it, brother. So grateful for you, man. So grateful that you are actually applying. See, that's the thing. You know, we get these teachings, we get the juice, but we're not applying it. And just you telling us what you're doing to break generational curses is showing and proving that you're actually applying the teachings in your all life. So, yes, all praises is due to Allah. Let's see here if we did have another question here. Didn't see we have another question, but I do have another question here for you, Brother King Cam. Now, okay. due to the lack of duty taken on by our black men as a black duties? Man, duties, yes. Okay, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, I, I said I said a lot of dues. So I said due to the lack of duties taken on by our black man as a black woman is there anything we can do to aid our black men in the rebuilding of a strong nation mm, that's a good question that's a good question I would say that being a help me is extremely important and the reason why I say that Minister Nuri on an interview said that the the first mo most important decision that you'll make in your life after choosing a religion is choosing to make. So that is so important because if you don't have the right mate, then what's gonna happen is you're only gonna be able to accomplish you know, half of what your potential is. Mm -hmm. 
Now, that half that you've accomplished may be a whole lot to somebody that don't have nothing. So it could seem like you have accomplished a lot, but we know that as Muslims, marriages have our faith. So, you know, being able to have a help me um, that understands the mission and that has the same mission uh, that you have in life is extremely important because then it provides synchronicity within the household. It provides, you know, alignment in the thoughts and the ideas of how the children are raised and, you know, how we go about the work of the resurrection of the dead, the importance of the level of conversation that we have around the teachings, why study is important and why conversating and peeling back the layers of the teaching as we go through constant self-improvement is very important to our ability to be successful in the mission. So these things are all necessary. And, you know, we have to make sure that we're using our platforms and using our influence uh, to encourage people to understand the importance of unity. Mm. I talked about this last night. Um, at the mosque, part of my lecture was uh, in reference to unity and, and justice. And unity and justice actually go hand in hand. Uh, because the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us that our unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb and that our unity is what's going to allow us to obtain justice. The Holy Quran says that Allah changes not the condition of a people until they first change it themselves. Well, us on our own trying to change our condition is not going to work because mm. it's too much of a condition that the enemy has put us in for only one person or one organization or one group of people to be able to change. So because God has given all of us gifts and talents to bring to the liberation fight, then we have to unify together with like-minded individuals and start to do something for ourselves. And then the God will make us successful. Yes. But we have to be unified in doing so. So that's extremely, extremely important. So the reason why I brought up unity is because the black woman has to be on accord with the black man. There are a lot of forces that are working to keep us divided. As I mentioned earlier, when we talked about the mental health piece and our relationships being toxic, well, not only are our relationships toxic just off of the strength of our own unchecked mental traumas, but then you have those who are working to drop seeds in the ears of black women and in the seeds, drop seeds in the ears of black men to keep us divided from one another. So they have us joining all these different movements. They got black women thinking that she a feminist now and she done ran over there to that movement. You got these, all these other movements of modern women and you got, uh, you know, high value men and, you know, all these different movements around us keeping us separated. Yes. And as long as they keep us separated and keep us dumb to the fact that the fight that we have is a fight that affects not only black men or black women, but both, including the black family, then we have to stand and fight together. And what the enemy has done has, a, has effectively weaponized the black woman against the black man. So you can have a black man who is torn down in public, who is character assassinated in the public and the number one cheerleader, the number one person on the front lines that's going to be cheering for the fall of that black man is going to be a black woman. We see it on social media each and every day. So it's important for us to be non-judgmental 
And that was one of the traits that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke on. One of those 12 traits of a well-made man is to be non-judgmental. And the minister says that we must be non-judgmental. What does it mean to be non-judgmental? To be judgmental means to make a moral judgment, which does not mean that we walk around stupid and let anything go. I mean, Allah is going to judge them. No, you have the obligation to protect the community, but it is reported that Prophet Muhammad said that no one in the community is held accountable for the wrong of another until they know the wrong of the other and do not report it to those who can fix it. The minute that we know of someone, know of what someone is doing in the community that is wrong and we do not do something about it, we inherit the consequences that wrongdoer would get. Mm. So the minister goes into a story, but then the minister says this here. He says, or Minister Nuri says this, what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is saying to us is that we don't make a moral judgment of con or condemnation of a person. No matter how grave an offense might be, none of us are qualified to judge another. The mm. scripture says, where there is life, there is hope. As long as Allah God who takes souls by night has decided to return a brother or a sister's soul that they can wake up in the morning, which means that by the fact that they woke up in the morning, that Allah God still believes in them and in their ability to achieve the rank that he predetermined for them before they were even in their mother's womb. So we have to be non-judgmental of our people and what social media has done, what a lot of these major blog sites like Shade Room and Baller Alert that post a lot of gossip and, you know, post a lot of people's bedroom affairs and personal life on social media to be scrutinized. And we as the people sit back and judge our brothers and sisters of those different situations. And it creates a picture of them in the public, which we condemn them and help the enemy in successfully bringing them down. So we have to not be judgmental of our brothers and sisters family. The black woman has to see that uh, the hidden hand at play and understand that in our culture, the black man and the black woman work together as one that builds strong black families. There mm -hmm. are no men out in front and women in the back. There are no uh, men, powerful men, oppressing the women. That's not our way. The feminist movement grew out of white patriarchy, and that's not our way. But we're connected to that because some of us are not able to discern when the enemy has come among us to create that division. So we have to be watchful, and we have to make sure that we have each other back. So non-judgmental and working together as a team in unity will get us justice. Mm. All praises are due to a lot. Unity oh, is so it's important. Good. It's so valuable. And I can definitely bear witness to seeing the effect of how social media and just the things that we see on social media is keeping a Black woman and a Black man um, divided. Just even the system that they have came up with was just 
I want to say you have welfare and child support and how they want to keep the black man out of the homes. Absolutely. So of course, Absolutely. The, that's another good that's another good point that you brought up. The fact that the only way that black women can get assistance is if the black man is absent. Exactly. Now, you see all of the mechanisms that are in place to keep the black man absent. You have mass incarceration, you have drugs, you have alcohol. And then on top of that, you say, well, for the sisters who have lost their men to drugs and alcohol and to uh, mass incarceration for crime, they say, well, we need help. And they say, okay, well, we'll help you, but you can't bring another black man into the picture. Yes. We'll help you, but you can't bring the father of your children into that household. So it continues the cycle of broken families. And we have to recognize that and we have to unite so that we can rise above. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you just picked up on that because that's that's one thing. Like I said, I see that I see that the most. So, um, yeah, we definitely have to change our perspective on how we move forward um, just in helping and breaking the generational curses. So all praises is due to a lie. I do have one more question for my dear brother before we end today's program. Um, I pray you all are enjoying this program. Brother King Ken have been given so many Jews. I am oh, definitely going to go back and oh. listen to this like I do all the time. <laughs> so yes, all praises is due to a lie. So. What advice would you give to our black men about how they can start being more dutiful in their roles to bring about a healing to our nation? Yes, great question. And I'm gonna say what I've been educated to say, which is make all men and boys join the FOI. <laughs> that's just real that's just real talk. You know, people say, oh well, you know, that's cookie cutter, you know you know make all men and boys join the foi and then what well this is what it means when it says make all men and boys join the foi make all men and boys join the foi means that you are connecting the male member of your family to a brotherhood which yes. is extremely important it's connecting him to a community connecting him to a to a group or a body of people that he can fellowship with where he can discuss issues that he might can't discuss with you yes he has to have an outlet for the things that affect black men that's extremely important there's not enough safe spaces that exist for black men to have an opportunity to walk through and talk to the different things that they go through in their life so that is one way that we are able to make all men and boys join the foi the second thing is as a man naturally you are going to be aggressive. You have testosterone and you have to have an outlet to let that aggression out. You are a natural protector and a provider. And in order to protect and provide, you have to be able to defend yourself and you have mm -hmm. to be able to defend your family. So in order to do so, you have to be trained. So joining the FOI allows you to train. So now you're able to tap in with brothers who are participating in proficient black belts and master teachers of different sciences of fighting that will teach you different skills that will allow you to be able to protect yourself and to protect your family. Not only do you exercise physically, but you're able to exercise mentally as well. Mm. So that's an outlet for you, not just playing football, not just playing basketball, nothing wrong with those because I play both of those, right? Nothing wrong with any outdoor activities, but making sure that you are able 
to defend yourself and defend your family is extremely important because training in a particular science will give you the confidence that when you go out in the world, that any threat that presents itself, you're able to neutralize the threat. So that's very important as well when it comes to making all men and boys join the FOI. And then the last thing I would say about making all men and boys join the FOI is that accountability factor that you that we talked about earlier in the show. Because now you're around a group of brothers who are striving to follow the example of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So any type of funny business that come around, we're able to sniff it out quickly. And then mm. we can hold you accountable for the slick movements and the, and the slickness that you got going on. Your snake-like tendencies, we're able to carve that out. And we're able to go ahead and address it like men address it so that we're able to straighten ourselves up. And we'll be able to call you out on some of that stuff and say, brother, that's not how that's supposed to go. You know, because when you get around individual individuals who have not strived to change their life, then they'll justify you in your actions. They'll yes. justify you in the things that you do because it's the same thing that they doing. So if they feel justified in what they do, they're not gonna pull your coattail on the things that you're doing. So being around in, in an environment of brothers who are striving to do for self, to become financially free, to live righteous lives and, you know, be in faithful marriages and things of that nature. Then when anytime you're doing some slick, slimy, grimy, you know, uh, different things where you sneaking and geeking out here in the streets, then people are going to be able to call that out and say, hey, look, bro, that's not how we rolling. This is what you need to do. Let's go ahead and clean this up so that we can move forward. So make all men and boys join the FOI and you'll see a change in the community overnight. Woo! So beautiful. You ended that so well. Definitely. I definitely believe that. Inshallah, when my son gets older, that's definitely where he's going to be. Oh, with yeah. With you guys. <laughs> with the FOI. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All praises are due to a lot, Brother King Cal. Thank you so much for joining me today to discuss this great topic. Yes, sir. What is the role of the Black man to break generational curses? I would also like to thank our amazing audience and Healing Tribe for joining us today. Shout I out pray to that the Healing is- Tribe. Shout out to the healing tribe. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I pray that this episode was informative, valuable, and healing to you all. Also, be sure to share, like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast station, Closing the Gap Broadcast Network, on Facebook and YouTube. And before I continue, Uh, Closing the Gap Broadcast Network has another YouTube channel. Um, Unfortunately, our other first YouTube channel with most of our people has gotten canceled, unfortunately. But we do have another um, YouTube channel, Closing the Gap Broadcast Network. I think it's just CTGB. So you guys can, if you're not subscribed on there, I will subscribe to the O1. Please, please go and subscribe to the new YouTube channel that we have on there. Um, also, Healing with Angelica's podcast on Facebook and YouTube to help get the message out to those in need of healing. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, I am offering a copy of my ebook, Heal Yourself for Sale Now for $9.99. More information to purchase will be shown in the in today's show notes, including more informa- information from today's guest, Brother King Cam. And also, also, before we end today's show, 
I would like to give a special recognition to those that have donated to make my work in this show one of the best. Special recognition to Sister Heck of I always say her name wrong. Heck of, heck a, of a Mecca. Heck of a Mecca. <laughs> yeah, that's Big Mecca right there. Put some respect on it. That's Big Mecca right there. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love that, sister. Our praises due to a lie. Uh, special recognition to uh, Dr. Lawrence Ed, um, Dr. Lawrence X, um, Sister Toya X, um, Brother Kenneth, and also Great. Brother Raheem Elijah Zod that has been that has helped in contributing to the great work of healing so just want to give you guys a special recognition i love you all now brother king cam we can talk all day you've been spitting so many jewels so many gems listen here yes ma'am do you have any closing remarks for our audience today um I would say that we need to make sure that we are supporting black media. You mentioned the fact that, you know, um, YouTube channel has been taken down family. So this is why, you know, podcasts like this are so important. Brother Ben X podcast, Shifting the Culture podcast, hosted by yours truly. You know, all of the black media needs to be supported heavily where you're able to not have your podcast solely relying upon these social media networks. You have to get to a place where you're able to uh, stream live with your own domain, similar to what InfoWars does. So when Alex Jones was taken off of social media, all of the true supporters who were tapped into InfoWars can simply go to his website and then they're able to watch all of the you know, live streams and episodes that Alex Jones continues to do. And we as black media have to do the exact same thing. We have to support yeah. our brothers and sisters who are putting together platforms and are consistently putting out content that can be, that build audiences so that those audiences are supposed to pour back into that platform that helps that platform move to a place of ownership because ownership is extremely key in being free you can't be free and you don't own anything you can't be free depending on your enemy's platforms to get your message out that's speaking out against your enemy you mm. can't depend on the enemy's platforms to keep the videos of you teaching the black man and the black woman to rise and giving them knowledge of self and knowledge of the god and knowledge of the time and what must be done and love for self and the knowledge of the enemy the enemy don't want to hear none of that they want to <laughs> see shooting killing stealing they don't mind you making cooking videos or makeup videos or you know lifestyle videos with foreign cars and money and all they don't care about you doing none of that but if you mm -hmm. want to get on here and teach the people and change the condition of the oppressed, they're going to have a problem with that. So we yes. have to support black media. So I would definitely say, let's just make sure that we work in double hard uh, with doing that, whether it's through donations, uh, but also through the purchasing of subscriptions and the purchasing of merch, anything that you can do to support your favorite black media outlet then do so, so that they can stay consistent in putting out the content that's different from the mainstream media and what they're putting out. So I would I would say that family and making all men and boys join the FOI. You know, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Brother King Cam. I am the host of Shifting the Culture podcast. This was a shift in the culture moment being on this podcast, being able to, uh, you know, speak with Sister Angelica X on her beautiful platform. 
So this was definitely a moment uh, etched in history. We shift in the culture, everything that you see going down today yes. and yesterday and beyond. And I mentioned yesterday because we have to shout out our brothers and sisters in Montgomery, Alabama that held it down, that, that was up, that was rising, had the spirits of the ancestors, whatever yeah. you want to call it, our people was rising up. And that's mm -hmm. we the dry bones in the valley that are now shaking, family. See, we that Lazarus that was dead for four days, but then Jesus then called us forth now. So now we are awakening and rising out, up out of the grave of ignorance to a living perpendicular. We are literally witnessing the resurrection of the dead and that's shifting the culture, family. So yes. you can follow me on all platforms at Brother King Cam. Follow the podcast and shifting the culture streaming on all uh, uh, all podcast streaming platforms. New episodes are uploaded each and every Friday by 12 p.m. So be looking out for this latest episode uh, coming this Friday. You can check it out for those who listen to podcasts on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever the case may be. You can also uh, click the link in my bio on my Instagram page. You can purchase my book called The Enemy is the inner me four ways to stop self-destructive behavior where mm. i kind of go through my personal journey of being able to overcome some obstacles and how i apply what i learned in the self-improvement study guys to be able to overcome those different obstacles so you want to do that and if you're interested in tech and you want to learn how you can break into tech into uh on the entry level then you can click the link in my bio as well for the affiliate link called Course Careers Affiliate, and you can start your journey there today. Woo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. Please, like my brother said, we got to support our brothers and sister, man. His podcast, Shifting the Culture, is so beautiful. He speaks nothing but truth and light and healing, you know? And like you said, you know, we, we have to really start understanding that because we're in this field of the resurrection of the dead we're gonna have our ops and we're gonna have people trying to trying to stop us but we got to keep it going but what keeps us going is the unity so make sure you support my brother brother king cam he's doing a beautiful work and all of our beautiful uh people here in the nation of islam and just our black people in general keep That's the right. keep the Keep the unity flowing. <laughs> gotta keep, gotta keep the unity flowing. Have to keep the unity flowing. And I'll be remiss if I did not mention the fact that I again have to shout out my brothers and sisters on the front lines, the soldiers that's always uh, rolling with me and rolling with, uh, with, 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 with each other, working in unity um, in the collective as we are in these internet streets and on these social media battlefields. You know, creating Twitter spaces and clubhouse rooms and all of those different type of things to educate our people and and lead them to the honorable minister lewis farrakhan uh, and dispel a lot of the ops commentary and propaganda that they put out there against us so man shout out to the collective make sure you follow the collective and that's c x l l e c t i b e the collective on social media platforms as well Yes, yes, yes. I love it, Brother King Cam. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you, my beautiful healing tribe and family for joining us as well. I love you all and we leave you all as we came. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, As healing. Alaikum salam. Peace.